I just slipped through an exam, and you're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. Right now on the line, I'm joined by actor Jacob Rajan. Morena to you, Jacob. Morena. How are we today? I'm good. I mean, uh, it's, it's quite early for me. I did a show last night, so um, my voice sounds like Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Barry White's great. Yeah. I mean, I'd oh, yeah. love to have a voice like Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm very, very <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're up in uh, Kapiti right now, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. Um, and uh, you're there because you are pretty much in the middle or just past the middle part of the run of your well, India Inc.'s new show, Paradise or the Permanence of Ice Cream. Uh, Indira Inc. is a, um, a great theatre company that I've talked to a couple of times in the past um, and that you obviously are a huge part of, you're a writer uh, um, of, of this work as well as being an actor, well the actor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just give us a little bit of a rundown of exactly what the show is about. Um, uh, so about two years, no, 2018, uh, Justin Lewis um, the other co-founder of Indian Inc. We were both in India, in Mumbai, researching another project. Mm-hmm. And um, we stumbled across this kind of strange story to do with the Parsi community. And the Parsi is a sort of ethnic minority within India who have this sort of unusual death practice. Mm-hmm. They leave their dead out in these towers for the vultures to eat. It's called a sky burial. Yeah. And um, that wasn't actually the strange part. <laughs> uh, when we did a bit more digging, we found that around the 1990s, um, they discovered that the bodies weren't being eaten. And it turns out over a sort of 10-year period, all the vultures had vanished, and nobody knew why. And this was a, a big kind of conundrum for the community, but as, as it happens, uh, a big kind of environmental disaster for, for India. Mm. because vultures, their stomach acid is so strong, it it eliminates anthrax, tuberculosis, rabies. Um, So when when we have cows that we leave out to be eaten, because most Indians don't eat the meat, um, when the vultures aren't there, then the wild dog population increases, and suddenly we have a rabies epidemic. And that's what kind of happened. So we found this kind of story pretty fascinating, and uh, they eventually did find out what uh, was killing the vultures, and you have to come to the play to see. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, I mean, it's not, I I hasten to add, it's not a sort of David Attenborough bio play. Yeah. Um, There's an actual human story within all of this kind of ecological disaster as well, Uh, and it's very funny. Um, So you... you... you, when we do our work, we always try to make it funny. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. So um, it's inspired by the Pasi community and and, and, their, and their faith and, and these vultures, um, but mm-hmm. it also takes um, which also takes inspiration from uh, denial of death. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. When you follow a vulture, inevitably it leads you to death. Yeah. And um, Justin stumbled across this this amazing book called The Dial of Death by Ernst Becker. It's a, it's a Pulitzer Prize winner, and it sort of blew his mind. He tried to share it with me, but it's kind of a textbook, and so I, I just needed the cheap notes for it, really, <laughs> to figure it out. But essentially, as far as my little brain can 
figure out. What what Becker has done is he's boiled down all of human psychology and behavior to one simple idea. And that is that we are the only species on the planet that is conscious of our mortality. Mm-hmm. We're the only ones that really know that we're going to die. You know, plenty of animals fear pain and avoid things instinctually, but we are the only species that really knows that that this this use-by date is, is ahead of us. And what that does is influences all our behavior and psychology. So everything that we do, everything good, bad, stupid, crazy, wonderful thing we do, deep down is to avoid that truth. Yeah. And so we create religion, we create culture, we create family, uh, um, finance, you know, money is a great buffer against uh, this this notion of death. And so um, this play is sort of a meditation on that. It's, it's, you know, what we do with the time we have and and also the crazy things we do to deny this this really tough tough deal that we have as human beings. Can you tell us a little bit about the the company? Um, you know, you, you've been around for, what, 25 years now? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yes, uh, 96. Yeah. Wow. Right. Wow, we should do something. <laughs> well, you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> quickly snap that on the posters now. Uh, <laughs> um, and you know, and, and it's a company um, that that you founded with Justin, um, mm-hmm. and you've gone on to um, put on um, some amazing uh, Indian themed stories, plays um, with these wonderful characters, rich characters. Why? did you form this company and why is it that theme of Indian stories running through it? Um, well, I mean, quite simply, I formed the company so that I'd have work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know whether you because radio is not really a visual medium, but I am Indian. And um, and so I was the first Indian graduate from Toi the National Drama School. Mm-hmm. And so I spilled out, you know, of, of drama school uh, as an actor, uh, realistically, the only work I was getting was playing doctors on um, various TV shows. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. every role I ever played on television was either a doctor or a dentist, <laughs> and and essentially those roles were also written by white people. Mm. And um, so uh, inevitably, I was playing a saint um, because they couldn't write me as a baddie. <laughs> Um, for fear of, I don't know, a fat wire or retribution from my community or something, I don't know. So, so it's not entirely, I did have a bent towards creating my own work anyway. Yeah. Um, so I formed Indian Inc. with Justin Lewis, essentially as a vehicle for my first play, Christian's Dairy, yeah. uh, which was a, a play I wrote at drama school. And uh, we just stuck together ever since and kept, kept um spitting out a play every two years so we're up to number 10 with this one yeah yeah but I mean I, I hesitate also to say it's Indian themed I don't really know what that means I mean I'm Indian and my my view of the world is influenced by that but yeah. the themes are actually universal the themes yeah. themselves have to do with mortality so with happiness so basically Justin and I are working out how to live a good life through <laughs> through the, the plays and um, what what Indian ink does yeah certainly we there's an exoticism with the Indian kind of lens, but 
um, and the cultural practice and all of that stuff. But you, you soon find um, that 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 little bit of, that little layer of difference is actually overwhelmed by the vast majority of people coming to the show saying, "Hey, that's pretty much how I feel about my life too." You know, I'm facing that same problem. Um, yeah, the, the the costuming and the and the accents are different, but actually underneath we're pretty bloody similar. Oh, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like the company and the work you put on have been very successful, and you've um, you've toured all around the world, um, and also here. And was this play your latest work? Was this originally destined to go offshore first? Uh, well, I mean, obviously COVID was a major blow to all our international aspirations. We, we have been touring quite extensively in the States. We've got a US agent and uh, a number of our shows have gone over there. This one is actually um, blindly being booked for um, touring next year in America. Our agent still seems to be <coughs> under the, whether it's a delusion, <laughs> things will will uh, lighten up in terms of the COVID situation, but we are booked to go to Arizona and uh, Hawaii and all sorts of exotic places next year. Um, but obviously, last year was a nightmare in terms of a career based on mass gathering. Yeah. Um, and so we just hunkered down and created new work. And, and so normally where it takes us two years to put one show together, we actually spat out two. Um, so we've got another show in development, which we should have um, a first outing of at the end of this year. Amazing. Uh, and so it, it, it's been a sort of, that, that was the sort of silver lining. We could really focus on 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 a creation kind of year. And this year has been a sort of uh, delivery year where um, it's 11 centre tour. Like you said, we're just over the halfway point. Um, it's Region 7 in Kapiti, uh, and, uh, well, Dunedin's second to last on, on the, on the yeah. list, but, yeah, we're, we're, um, we're calling it the biggest tour in the world, currently. <laughs> <laughs> You're not half wrong. Um, yeah. it's a one, uh, person show, well, sort of. technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a two-hander, because there's a, a a life-size vulture on stage with yes, me yes. The, the entire time. And that's a, a puppet made and operated by the fabulous John Coddington, who's an internationally renowned puppeteer. So how do you and the... And, and if you can give a, if you can tell us, because um, we don't want to get too much away, but how do you and the, the vulture interact? Does the vulture talk? Well, I mean, the, the, the premise is that this, this guy... Um, when you first meet the, the sort of hero of the show, he, he falls from the ceiling onto the onto the stage, and he doesn't know what's going on. And this is what I love about this play, where where I'm a storyteller, but I'm not in control of the story I'm telling. Mm-hmm. So I have to work out why I'm here, and the audience kind of does too. So he's essentially in limbo, caught between life and death. And, and his only guide through this all is, is a vulture. Now, the vulture's not a Walt Disney vulture. It doesn't speak or anything. It's actually quite creepy and menacing yeah, to good. start with. But good. I guarantee you, by the end of the show, the audience will fall in love with this vulture, yeah. um, which is sort of the task. We, we want people to know what incredible animals they are. And, um, yeah, John is uh, 
an exquisite puppeteer. The, the thing, the thing breathes, and you, you know, John's completely visible the whole time, but you don't look at the vulture, and sadly, you don't look at me when when the vulture's on stage. Ah, well. <laughs> oh, now you know what it's like to be a radio host. <laughs> That's not that bad. <gasps> no, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Right, so the show is coming to town, uh, to Utiputi, on the 27th of August at the wonderful Regent Theatre. One night only. One night only, that's right. How come every other town other than Oamaru got, got, got uh, multiple Omaru, nights? Oamaru's got one. Omaru, yeah, but everyone else has got multiple nights. That's not fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the region's pretty bloody big, big. Yeah, that's you can fill that one. We'd be well chuffed. I, f- I figured as much, but um, mm. no doubt you love that stage. It's an incredible theatre. Yeah, yeah, and it really suits this show because yeah. a lot of this show is about a man alone. Yeah, and um, the, to be on that stage in that vast. Um, I'm going to be feeling it. Yeah. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully it'll be full and and I kind of want to point you alone. Don't make me feel alone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sweet. So tickets are available for this one from the Regent Ticket website um, or from the box office as well. Uh, the show is on Friday the 27th of August. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. No worries. Pleasure. An absolute pleasure, uh, Jacob. Have yourself um, a wonderful show tonight. I think you've got another one in Kapitea tonight and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you'll be making your way down south. And uh, if anyone's around um, Nelson, Omaru, or Christchurch across the next uh, half a month uh, and you want to see this work, if you're not going to be in Dunedin on the night, you can check out um, uh, the Indian Inc. website for uh, details on those shows. Yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you, Jacob. Have a wonderful day. Um, we'll you see too. you on the 27th. Cheers. See you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. But find more at r1.co.nz.